0: Right, man, welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 299. We're one away from 300, but we have Jason Lingering with me today, and Clive DeCarl is back from across the way in England. We're going to get into a bunch of interesting things here new technology, old technology. The so called Tesla device, which we can't name by name, will be in an hour or two. All you need to do is go back to the previous last episode with Clive to understand what that device is. It gets censored if you call it by name, it's ridiculous. Uh, Other things we probably will cover in hour one is selenium and some other health ideas. We may get into corporation. There's a whole litany of things we've thought about covering, but certainly the things I've mentioned will come up. Welcome, Jason.
1: And good morning.
0: Is this going to go out soon enough for you to announce where you're going to be? I think Rose just sent me a trailer from Karen B.
1: Right. Karen B. is putting on a solar return festival, music and arts and things like that. And I will be performing a set of my original music acoustically. That is on March 27th in Greenville, South Carolina. Check out the website at flatearthfestivals.com.
0: Before we get Clive in, the only other thing is there's a good chance I'll be walking away from Twitter in the next month or two. Uh, I proved last night that they've got an algorithm blocking my feed. Uh, we did an episode with Peggy Hall on masks and other things, uh, just stating matter of factly and they blocked it. Not only did they block it over the last month, they have reduced my followers by, I don't know, 2,700 plus something like that. It's ridiculous. It's a clown show and it's really not worth participating in. So I may make a show of quitting Twitter and stating the reasons why, because these ass clowns, need to be dealt with um they have no right to censor free speech that isn't harming anyone anyhow welcome clive thank you very much crow and jason lovely to be with you again hey man how have you been it's been i don't know it's been a few months hasn't it
2: yeah well i've been in england over winter which is somewhere i swore i'd never spend another winter ever again Uh, but actually it's been quite nice and uh i've been having a, a great time the only shock I get is when I go out and I see people wearing masks. Like, I can't get used to it in any way, shape or form. I go into the supermarket and I'm literally the only person who's not wearing a mask, in my town anyways.
0: You know, Clive, it's disturbing. And even for people doing it, I think there's a level of disturbing. Because what you notice on television was they started to make this push where everybody you saw, you couldn't see their face. And the masks kept getting bigger all the way up to the bottom of their eyes to the point of ridiculousness. But now they've backed off that, if you'll notice, and they've done their kind of clown show. Now everything's done over the internet, whether it's on TV or not. But they have removed a lot of the imagery of people wearing masks, and I think that indicates that it's wearing thin. I suspect, as we come into spring, another boot's going to drop, because here they're already playing, their numbers are going down game. Uh, But we're not fooled, are we? Well, you know, as a sign of what's going on in England. Now, for the first
2: time, uh, for a, well, for a long time, uh, a third of all UK children under five years old are getting charity food because their parents can't afford to feed them. A third of all UK children are on like the food stamp equivalent, and whereas as they grow fast, there used to be thrift shops here in England, but they're all closed. So you know, the the really poor are suffering quite quite substantially and clearly it's only going to get worse because the economy is being destroyed it's absolutely outrageous but in france they do things slightly differently in the press over there 85 people got arrested at like a house party and a lot of people escaped and what was their crime was it breaking curfew what what was it it was having an orgy uh, without masks and social distancing
0: <laughs> that's, that almost sounds like a made-up story to me, but okay, um, that, that is a bit ridiculous. But it goes to show, Clive, uh, there's method to this madness. You might get sick, so we're going to destroy the world economy. It's beyond It's beyond the pale for something so illogical to have been so acceptable by so many minds. But then again, we don't know for certain that's the case. And as a matter of fact, what I see around where I am all the people that come to my home or the people that I have to interact with, plumbers and other people in a normal day's course, uh, they're not buying anymore. As a matter of fact, they're showing up. I can see who they are. Uh, it's gone, but you are absolutely right. We've got a similar thing going on here where the major corporations have been lighted. Sure, you stay open all day. You can hold 100,000 people in your football field-sized warehouse shop. Uh, but all you ma and paws who make their life's blood, you've got to close. And it's a bit disturbing because on the face of it, when you stop and think about it, it's clear what's going on. There is no logic to this. You might get sick, so we're gonna destroy the world, the economy, and small business, and make people who don't have a lot of money have less money. It's just it's all beyond. And I, you know, I've said this for a long time. This is a house of cards we're looking at. And I don't buy for a second that technology is going to somehow be the police force. They think it is their little five G network or whatever going on. At some point people are going to have to say, we got to live, leave us alone. But anyhow, let me cue this up. So, so everybody knows, um, under every single show free or full on crow, triple seven radio.com in the upper left hand under the, the audio is an image to Clive DeCarl. It links to his shop. And for my part, he saved me from a hand surgery with magnesium. He gave me the keys I needed to reverse the fact that people I've got to take care of could no longer recognize their children. I have that well in hand now. It's not 100%, but well in hand. My wife had a thing on her eye, not really quite a sty. That went away. This is all based on just knowledge that I've gained from people like Clive DeCarl, David Avocado-Wolf, others. And you will notice that the images that link under my episodes are there for basically this purpose mostly um, because they offer different things and to put a fine point on it people offering natural products seem to be coming under heavy censorship on top of everything else but clive do you want to jump into selenium i understand you've been doing a lot of research on it recently well it's such an amazing mineral it's
2: a trace element and it would normally be found in food you know you wouldn't Consider supplementing with it, but obviously modern farming has wiped out every nutrient virtually in food these days, as, as we all know. So it's almost essential that people need to either deliberately eat their way to enough selenium, and it can be uh, in yeast, it can be in Brazil nuts, it can be in pistachio nuts. But it's absolutely vital. I want to run through a, a few of the things that selenium can benefit and. Everything, for instance, that we we think of as a virus, from HIV to anyone you like, and this has been proven by doctors, it's been known about for a very, very long time, selenium is part of the immune system. It is so massively important if you want to keep well. And let me give you some examples. People with enough selenium have five times more tumor-killing cells Right, so that's essentially you know, five times less cancer. There are people who have cardiomyopathy. Selenium is one of the big protective measures against uh, having such a problem. Uh, there's dwarfism. Right? Some people are born as dwarves. It's a selenium deficiency. Some people have uh, fibromyalgia. One of the big bases of it is a selenium deficiency.
0: I got to jump in there, Clive. Does, does, so for someone uh, who has children that uh, are dwarves, does that mean if if the mother and father's selenium uh, levels would have been up, that that likely would not have occurred? Yes. Wow. I had no idea. I'll cover some more of,
2: of the, the many things that selenium works on. But let me just tell you something that's sort of interesting. Couples who are having unprotected sex, the woman... Is you generally doing absolutely fine for selenium and probably for zinc because sperm contains zinc and selenium. So this ex- might explain why teenage boys, late teenage boys, are particularly low on selenium uh, because uh, of what they're doing a lot of. As all this sort of gentle sort of area is linked, what about prostate? Would it would you suspect that most men with prostate issues are low on selenium and zinc? Well, they are absolutely primary. So making sure you've you've got a healthy prostate for your life, you want to make sure you've
0: got the right levels of zinc and selenium. Let me jump in here again, Clive. Selenium is one of the things that is on your site that you actually sent me. If I remember correctly, uh, my wife was using it. It sounds like I should be using it more uh, being male. And usually males are the guys that get the prostate trouble when they get older. Uh, It's in a, is it a sesame oil? if i remember correctly um. no
2: no no it's actually it's an incredibly interesting oil called tongue t-u-n-g tongue oil and uh, it was must have been i don't know 40 50 years ago that uh, dr ravici did the research with selenium uh, in this form it, it it seems to be the most preferentially absorbed of, of any form of selenium because it's bonded to a fatty acid. But there is one that people can buy locally in, in, the, in the store, which is selenomethionine. Selenomethionine. But the one that we sell is um, a, a very different type of selenium. I mean, selenium from food would, would be the best, but the selenium that we sell has had a huge history with uh, reversing addictions, which we mentioned uh, in the last show. And just about three days ago, I had this guy, heroin addict for 20 years. Uh, he reckoned that the selenium was it, the thing that was able, You know, after trying to quit many times, uh, the way he succeeded, because selenium turns off the antitoxins that are made when somebody takes something that's essentially a poison. But on top of that, Eyesight. You know, all, all the everything I'm saying basically is from absolute clinical research. Uh, eyesight. People given the right dose of selenium, eighty percent of them re- reported an improvement. I mean, that's that's massive. You know, with the hemorrhagic fever, where you know, people can bleed to death uh, in China, uh, a doctor there, the normal mortality is eighty percent with hemorrhagic fever. With selenium, it went down to twenty percent. And that doctor's name, interesting. enough, is Doctor Who. Huh. So they've looked at the teeth from bodies that were buried a couple of thousand years ago from, from Greece. A- the ancient Greeks, you know, their teeth are still examinable. And so it turns out that all the ancient Greeks had perfect teeth, like many people in the old days would have done. But their teeth contained three times the selenium in the dentine compared to what we have now. So is selenium good for teeth? Absolutely it is. Uh, thyroid, thyroid is all about selenium, selenium and, and, and iodine. With selenium, one can com- properly convert uh, T4, which is a thyroid hormone with four iodines in it, to T3 uh, with, with three iodines. And the problem people have got, most of the reason that people are going Wrong health wise, apart from just nutritional deficiency, it is that uh, they're eating sugar and grains, or re- I should say more specifically, uh, refined grains. So, onward with selenium. Uh, selenium allows the heart cells to contract properly. So, people, if somebody's got, got an enlarged heart, for instance, lack of selenium may, may be the reason. So, then there's alcohol one of the ways you can prove selenium's working in you is if you're one of these people who's got liver spots you know that sort brown spots on the skin uh that's where the fat in the body is not is being oxidized basically and selenium will reduce that by cleaning the liver and doing a whole host of things so people actually see their liver spots disappear and there are a lot of people particularly, you know, older people who've got a damaged liver, and even though they're called liver spots, haven't put together, that it is a liver, liver issue. And, the, and selenium, literally people can see, generally speaking, their liver spots disappear, which is great. You want good skin? Selenium. If people aren't absorbing fat properly, or they're not exercising enough, and the lymph is blocking up, stagnating, you know, they call it lymphedema. And again, selenium has been shown in, in clinical practice to reduce lymphedema in one hour, right? It can take days, but you know, one hour is pretty, pretty impressive. And in a hospital, they would have given antibiotics and, and all sorts uh, generally because for the most part, the doctors unfortunately haven't been told about selenium in any form. So you know, m- inflammation, pancreatitis, septicemia, pneumonia, Mortality reduced drastically from these things. And, you know, we're talking about a current situation where people are getting pneumonia-like diseases. You can recover from stroke damage. German hospitals have been known to give a 1,000 micrograms of intravenous uh, selenium and totally end what re- start to reverse the damage that's just done by a recent stroke. You know, every, every doctor really should know this stuff. You'd think they would.
0: So, Clive, if you know, I got the oil wrong because now that I'm thinking about it, it's got a peculiar taste uh, when you the selenium that you're providing. I think that's why I thought it was sesame oil because it reminded me of that. But if it was you, because you're basically talking about published studies for the most part, and since we don't give medical advice, if it was you and you were just starting out and you suspected that you've been eating a lot of processed food and you're deficient and all kinds of things, how would you in just the selenium that you provide would you put a certain amount of drops in water or how would you do it i normally put it
2: uh, straight into my mouth i don't like the taste that much but it's not that bad and so if i if i was starting i would try one drop and you know see if you feel any different probably uh, one's not going to necessarily feel any different uh, but inflammation might have gone down you know if you get if you get it right you know things can happen pretty much right away but I would try one drop. Now, one drop is about 500 micrograms, and that would be at the upper end of a dose. You know, 350 micrograms, 400 micrograms for the average sized adult would probably be about right. So, if, if you had one drop every couple of days, that might be a maintenance dose. But Dr. Ravici found that for Uh, maybe three days this is not a recommendation this is just what what dr avici found and they did all sorts of experiments in new york to back this up that and this was decades ago that taking a very large dose like 10 drops of selenium for about three days not more uh, was what it took to uh help addicts get through it so that would be considered a mega dose But you see, what what happened was when selenium was first discovered, which must have been, I guess, in the 1920s, it was uh, understood to be poisonous. And it it got a reputation as the poisonous mineral. And then um, they realized, as with every material in the world, that it's about the dose. You know, too much of almost anything will kill you, but a little bit could be perfect for you from a homeopathic dose or... You know, whatever size the dose is. So selenium then got called the essential poison. It was known as the poison. So it's the essential poison, and selenium is, is it a poison? Well, like anything, I mean, you you can drink too much water and die. You know, everything is a poison. It's always about the dose, right? And I mean, the nature of homeopathy. Johannemann uh, thought that if you took a poison uh, and then you diluted it to you know millions of a dose, you know, homeopathic amount, that it might have the opposite effect and cure you. And indeed, that's how homeopathy works. You take the poison and you take it down to such a level that it's actually, from a physics perspective, doesn't exist. And uh, uh, it does the opposite of being a poison. It's, it's, a, it's a healthy thing.
0: So is there any danger uh, in the studies you've read for someone just starting out? What if someone did five drops? Is, that, is there any danger in these things? Based on the studies that you've read, well, the great thing is that
2: this form of selenium, the the, the liquid form we're discussing, is non toxic. It's just not toxic. I don't know what effects super mega doses would have, and one shouldn't try it. Bearing in mind that one drop every couple of days would be a more than adequate dose. One bottle is going to last you a year at that sort of rate. But I, I maybe take. Maybe ten drops once every fortnight, maybe, or I might take five every ten days, you know something like that. I'm not too worried about it, but the, the you know the benefits are so huge. Well, uh, happiness. Right? Happiness and brain function. you know if somebody's depressed, you know, there's so many answers to depression, you know vitamin D, vitamin D and magnesium and, and many things. but selenium, again, a proven, a proven one, children, babies, pregnancy almost every single birth defect is likely to have a root in a, in a uh, selenium deficiency. I mean, it's been known. You, you see, selenium got discovered uh, from veterinary work. You know, white muscle disease is a thing that sheep get. And the vets had worked it out years ago. You know, drugs don't work with animals so much because they're too expensive. A sheep isn't worth very much. So they figured out, you know, whatever, 100 years ago, you could fix white muscle disease with selenium. And then uh, Dr. Wallach realized that you could cure cystic fibrosis because cystic fibrosis is white muscle disease, but of humans, with selenium. Due to that work, uh, people have realized that everything from cleft palate to you know all, all the birth defects one could possibly think of, almost all of them are just simply deficiencies. And selenium is top of the list of things. Maybe maybe that that's the one.
1: Is this another one of those? Uh, our modern food supply is total crap and nutrient lacking. So of course we don't have this one either.
2: Well, uh, that's right. And um, you know, again, they've known it for a long time because selenium has been known for a long time. They've studied soils. It's been understood for, for for a long time, and it's not it's not like it's expensive particularly. So you know, most people could really afford it. There are a few things that sort of uh, go with it. If you go for the selenomethionine version, which you know, uh, methionine is, is an amino acid, methionine is the only amino acid that can, re- that can be used to replace other ones. It, it's super interesting. I mean, amino acids are a whole other subject, and you know? we, we've talked about amino acids a little bit in the past.
0: Let me jump in. So while you, while you were talking, while you were responding to Jason, uh, I have my wife go get the selenium that you sent me. And I took a single drop and I kind of felt like I perked up right away. Is, is that normal? And the reason I did it is because I remembered it had a unique taste. And that's why I was thinking sesame oil. It's almost like a herb, or not, not an herb, but like a, not cumin, but in that vein is kind of, it's a strange taste, not offensive. But I, I, I did a single tiny drop, and I felt like I perked up. Is is that? Do you notice that?
2: Well, uh, personally, I don't. Uh, but people are getting extraordinary results, like like being able to suddenly give up heroin. You know, that's that's sort of pretty massive. I mean, yeah, somebody's got to go through that. I would suggest yeah. would mean that they would have felt quite good with themselves to to have gone through gone through with it, if that makes sense.
0: Well, when, when you when you come off a drug like heroin, and believe me, I grew up in Southern California from the 70s and the 80s, the withdrawals, I mean, you, you almost wish you were dead. You would feel so bad. I've, I've known people who have done it, so is what you're suggesting based on the studies you've read is that somehow the withdrawal is reduced or is it the recovery time that is speeded up or how would you describe that? Well, when you take in a toxin,
2: the body produces an antitoxin, and so when you give up something too fast, you know you get DTS with alcohol withdrawal, with, with with some drugs. The selenium stops the antitoxins from being produced, and so whereas you would have felt awful, people find they don't feel nearly so awful and don't feel drawn back into the alcohol abuse or whatever it is, because they just feel feel better, feel happier. Now it, it, there are five hundred. Uh, more than 500 clinical studies on what I'm talking about. You know, that's a so, lot, 500. And even the FDA, you know, Dr. Schrauser, one of the, the main selenium doctors working on it for 50 years or whatever, uh, he sued, I think, the FDA, and they had to admit that uh, it can reduce uh, the risk of certain cancers, that it is an anti-cancer substitute. And you know, th- the way it works is it allows the production of glutathione and glutathione is the most powerful antioxidant you know thousands of times better in a way than uh, vitamin c and you know we we, we rust as we get old in, in as much as we oxidize you know that the fat in our body oxidizes and there's an accumulation of that but glutathione produced by you know as a, a product of selenium uh, reduces that. You know, one of the reasons why, why the liver spots disappear and so on. I mean, basically, selenium reduces DNA damage. And what's happening to us in this world right now is severe DNA damage.
1: You know, you brought up an interesting point. Does the FDA acknowledge any other vitamins or nutrients or anything like that to actually do anything? Or is it just drugs?
2: Well, I mean, obviously, they're paid for, bought and paid for by the drug industry. So they're unlikely to praise anything unless they're taken to court and forced to admit it, I think is how it is.
0: So I I want to circle back because I know uh, every time we've mentioned addictions, Clive, the emails have just poured in. And so clearly I'm not the expert and, you know, but I can steer people to where they can go educate themselves and do other things. I can show them where to get products, healthy, natural products. But if I followed, uh, this is addiction in general, because as we come into the new age, we're finding a lot of people are trying to kick the old heroin, the old alcohol, but pain pills has been a huge one. Uh, people have tried to put Kratom to use to do that, which they've had some success. But could we say um, with any confidence, based on all those studies that you've been pouring through, uh, that addiction in general, uh, the, the withdrawal for lack of a better term, is alleviated to a more uh, manageable level? Is that a fair statement?
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, if you put together amino acids, and there's masses of proof that amino acids work uh, when it comes to making addiction easier, there are clinics out there offering amino acid therapy, intravenous amino acids over a 10-day period. If you add fulvic minerals, which are one of the best detoxification products on the planet, if if you add charcoal, if you add vitamin C, vitamin D, and then truckloads of magnesium, again, the, the point is that when somebody is going to change their life drastically, they want to be as happy as they possibly can be. So adding vitamin D, lots of magnesium, they should feel good good about themselves, and then it makes the whole thing easier. You know, magnesium is, is the miracle mineral, even beyond selenium, I would say.
0: I'm first hand proof of that Clive. To refresh memories, I was on the air with Clive. I was telling him my sister had to get her hand cut for what's called a trigger finger. Basically your finger locking up in a position so you can't open it. I was getting the same thing. Couldn't play my mandolin. Couldn't barely do the keyboard. On the air, Clive said, "I've sent you magnesium. Take it." Uh within 30 minutes I felt better. Now I take magnesium and when he's saying by the truckload, and this is not a recommendation. This is what I do for me. I take two of the magnesium capsules, probably six times a day. And my hand is for all intents and purposes, almost all the way better. I also do the iodine and the fulvic, which I've also applied to people I'm responsible for who came to a point where they couldn't recognize their own children. And as I mentioned early on, I have that well in hand. Um, so Clive's not telling you anything that I haven't proven firsthand. And I would absolutely state that magnesium is a bit like an essential thing. How, how could I have lived my whole life not knowing? And I'll say another thing that I learned based on what Clive had sent me. Clive has a special blend of magnesium. Now, when I went to CBS, because Customs was screwing with Clive's deliveries, I ended up getting one kind of magnesium and it didn't do the trick. So I pinged Clive. He said, well, maybe magnesium citrate. Um, That did do the trick, but maybe not at the level of Clive's custom blend or however that's properly stated. Um, So you've got to realize, wandering into a drugstore, you've got to know what you're after. Because these products, what I notice about the CVS things is, first of all, the dose is almost tiny, very low, low not dose, but uh, the, the effectiveness measurement, IU or whatever it would be, is almost always low and you can get two things, both say magnesium and I've done this and one does nothing and the other one helps a little bit. So I just wanted to get all that in, Clive, because it made a huge difference in my life because I was the VA was telling me I had to get my hand, it needed surgery, so I would have been cut open and I didn't have to do any of that. Well, you know, I had this
2: a similar experience. You know, when it when this when I learned about magnesium thirty five years ago, because I've been in hospital for weeks. I got arthritis so badly that I couldn't walk or get dressed or anything like that. And it was magnesium, essentially a few other things, but primarily magnesium that got me out of hospital and totally reversed all my arthritis. And so for thirty five years, I haven't had any. But I was so bad, I looked like I was a hundred years old. You know, and with the magnesium dose, you're right, they buy truckloads. Most people can take two capsules at a time, and for for a period of time, they might benefit by taking up to twelve capsules a day. Uh, w- wouldn't but one, that push you in the toilet all day long? Uh, well, if you were taking two six times a day, if you end up in the toilet, then that was much too much, and you need to to back off. But I find that almost everybody is so low on magnesium that uh, I I don't think I've you know it's maybe one in a hundred or something that. Says that twelve was too much. Now later on down the line, once you've built your levels up for a few weeks or a couple of months or something, one might be able to cut down dramatically down to two a day or four a day or six a day. But it's almost always more than people think. And stress burns on magnesium, I and mean, we're all way stressed with EMFs and what the world. So everybody is low on magnesium. Everybody, because we're stressed as if it's a war, which, which, which it is, obviously. So then we're hit by things like oestrogen, you know, people drinking water out of plastic bottles, drinking water uh, where the birth control pills, which is the biggest selling uh, drug in the world, are in the water supply going round and round. People have got way too much oestrogen, uh, generally. And uh, magnesium, uh, just like selenium, is essential for making glutathione, which deals with the oestrogen. So you know we're 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 in a very dangerous state with everybody's hormones because of the birth control pills and a number of other things. So what sorts out hormones? Well, cholesterol, right? All the hormones are built on cholesterol, uh, and what else? All the hormones are built on iodine, hmm. and there is a you know there are epidemics out there. There's an epidemic of magnesium deficiency, which is causing. Muscle cramps, arthritis, twitches constipation, poor sleep, worry, anxiety, there's a, a massive problem with a lack of iodine causing thyroid problems, dry skin, poor memory, temperature out of control, all the menopausal issues. You know, there are basically about 10 nutrients that are so available, so inexpensive that if uh You went to a doctor and they just gave you these 10 without even asking you hardly any questions. I would suggest we could empty the uh, hospital's 90% with these 10. It's outrageously amazing that people don't know.
0: I consider it essential, Clive. Every day I'm using the fulvic, the iodine, the magnesium without fail. And we should probably mention this too. What I noticed is the vitamin C, the powdered vitamin C, which is such a high quality that you sent me, and the magnesium, if you take a lot, it can put you in the bathroom and give you a pretty good case of the runs. And that's too far too much. Uh, I would further say that probably if you did that for very long, you'd be washing all kinds of things out of your body you wish you hadn't. And so I think there's a balance and anyone who's gone to the store to get, decent versions of vitamin C is aware of this. Matter of fact, I I didn't realize that some people use vitamin C uh, and magnesium as uh, as an anti-constipation thing. But again, Clive, that was another problem I was having with the older folks that I'm responsible for that were losing their memory and their ability to recognize anything. Uh, When I went to the good fats like coconut butter, constipation is a thing of the past. I mean, not even an issue.
1: By the way, is there anything we should recommend to people those who might be thinking, maybe I should boost my immune system a little bit, or whatever you want to consider your immune system. Any basic recommendations that they could tell their family and friends? They may be doing some things already if they're listening to this podcast.
2: Well, address the simple ones. You know, if somebody is constipated, this is a dangerous, uh, life-shortening situation. And simply drinking more water, having uh, having the right amounts of magnesium and vitamin C would, would certainly help not poisoning oneself, you know, people are going to the store, it's absolutely incredible, and they're choosing food deliberately with poison. You know, they could be picking organic, natural, seasonal stuff, but they're going in, and they if you read the label on most foods in, in an average supermarket, there are like 50 poisons, not just one. And so our immune system would be a hell of a lot stronger if we uh, stopped buying food made by corporations with chemicals in I mean, and hormones and God knows what. So I think uh, that would be a, a good one to, to do. Uh, the next one would be to ensure that one does have decent nutrition going on. I mean, one of my favorite stories is this woman in a coma. She's been given three days to live and they wanted to live. And so they boil up organic vegetables uh, for five hours until they've all gone down to a mush. And they strain off the mush Uh, with some muslin now they've got this clear liquid and mum's in a coma but they prop her up in bed and they spoon in half a teaspoonful of this nutritious liquid and she doesn't die in the three days which she's meant to do she lives another two years similarly look at what the carnivores do you know the head of the pack of animals they they make the kill and the first thing the head of the pack will eat is the liver and so you know there are you know many foods that have a good bang for the buck you know they've got a lot of nutrition in pumpkin seeds you know there are quite a few foods that are really great but if if the food's being processed then it, it's by by definition it's going to uh, lost a, a lot of its power and the thing is that minerals last forever but they're not in the soil so they're not in the plants vitamins on the other hand tend to deteriorate with time and heat so the orange or the red pepper might look fantastic uh still but the vitamins might have literally more or less gone even though it still looks all right so one way or another uh we're we're all starving to death pretty much
0: i've got a direct example of the food idea that you put out there so my wife was going to the store and i would remembered when i was young my grandmother always had those kippers. People in England will probably know right what that it. is a little canned tin. There's like a little key, uh, or used to be a little key. I guess they don't do it that way anymore. And I remembered it because I liked it. It's like smoked herring, um, and it was in just a pure liquid. But I remembered even as a child going to my grandmother's house when I first found out about kippers and reading the label. And it was basically the ingredients were I think it's smoked herring in, it was either oil or water. I forget which. That was it. And so I said to my wife, will you pick up some cans of kippers because they last forever and it's a good thing to have around in case of emergency and I need to eat seafood from time to time. Well, they come back and I look at the ingredients and I'm like, holy smokes, what, what is this weird thing? I think it was some kind of salt. So I go look it up and I find out that the FDA is wording it in such a weird way as to be suspicious. And then I looked up the ingredient, which I can't remember the name of. I think it's some kind of salt. And it is one of the chief things all the animal community is being damn sure their pets don't get. And then I, I go further, and it's basically considered a poison. But when you go to what they're saying about the FDA, they find it acceptable in some weirdly worded way. And so there it is. Kippers are, are off the list again. Um, you got to read those ingredients, don't you, Clive? I mean, people have no idea how hard it is to go into a grocery store and find foods that are acceptable. Well,
2: uh, it is very difficult in the States because, of course, they're allowed to lie and not even declare you've got genetically modified organisms in the food. I mean, it's just right. insane. So, I mean, what, uh, you know, we have the power to uh, choose where we shop. And if if we want to big the, beat the big corporate giants, we've got to, got to choose to shop wisely and try and promote the, the small man. I mean... But the ideal is is to get to know the farmer, uh, maybe have a day out helping them farm and get buy buy some seeds. You know, you like a certain variety. Well, buy, buy some seeds, give them to the farmer, and say let's let's plant these. Cut out the middleman of the corporations and the supermarkets. You know, we we should be grow, if we could if we've got the space growing our own food. You know, some people say, well, I'm I'm on the twentieth floor. How can I grow food? But it's easy you get some mason jars or any glass uh, containers, you old jugs or whatever, and you get some seeds and you sprout them. You know, I, I like uh, chickpeas, garbanzos. And if I buy, buy a kilo of that, by the time I've soaked them in water overnight, for instance, or that day, they've tripled in size right away, tripled in weight. And I've taken a dormant product, you know, full of, energy all last year waiting to burst through and i've i've made it alive from dormant to alive so probably i've increased the mineral and, and vitamin and amino acid content dramatically by many 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 times by bringing it alive and i've reduced my food costs uh, by probably a quarter down to a quarter because i've now got uh, a kilo or well, four kilos where i had one kilo before and uh, you know, they're all, all, you can make salads from uh, freshly sprouted seeds. You know, sp- sprouting celery seeds taste delicious. You just need a few of them, sprinkle them on. You got fantastic, you know, fantastic flavors. You so you don't need light to grow seeds. You know, they sprout in the dark. They'll sprout sprout in the light. They'll sprout sprout anywhere. So we can be producing fresh food our, ourselves. And as time goes on, you know, with the UNICEF saying they're going to be one point two. The, um, i can't remember the exact figure but i mean famine is being predicted you know, food's going to be short and expensive so the more we the more steps we can take to be self-productive uh the better you know i was an organic farmer for 10 years it's, it's not that easy
0: you know, you know clive the things that always fascinate me are the older ways i'm so into some of the older forms of supposed medicine from places like china every time like in india where you see the three pulse finger method used love to learn more about that and here's another thing Uh, i watched a person i think it was in india go to an older holistic style or old indian maybe ayurvedic type medicine and the first things he did was he took the three pulse medicine which is fascinating everyone should learn about it unreal that 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 isn't just common practice everywhere he looked at the eyes he looked at the tongue then he grabbed the hands and this is all within a couple minutes and he felt the fingernails and looked carefully at the hands and what i noticed when my hand started to was going to have to get surgery my nail on the finger that locked up was not smooth or like domed and now it is that i've been taking the uh the magnesium. But my point is, is had I known even the most basic things, I would have understood from my nails that I was deficient in something. And yet it seems to me that so many of the older methods within the first few minutes of an old style doctor checking you out would have already had a clue about what might be going on.
2: It used to be normal for doctors to really prod you about, you know, feel your liver, feel your kidneys. That was normal. They used to look look down your throat uh, get the stethoscope out and listen to your breathing in your heart and so on it was a hands-on thing that seems to
0: have disappeared completely now now you do it by video and that passes for I, i've i've had the va actually trying to set up video appointments and i just said what's what's even the point of that that's that's laughable to me most
2: people don't uh, don't even get the opportunity to even talk to their doctors uh, here if they do it's what, what sort of 10 minutes per consultation whereas you know if, if i if i talk to a client to advise them on their health you know, really i'd like an hour minimum but two hours you know it takes it takes time to get down to the the nitty-gritty of of things particularly if it's an emotional issue that's causing the illness
0: that's, a, that's another thing about the old Chinese methods before Western medicine crept, crept in there. Uh, all these old sayings, if you've seen a doctor and he didn't prescribe diet, you haven't seen a doctor. Another idea that I was reading about not too long ago was if the doctor came to you in the old Chinese method and you weren't cured, he didn't get paid. There are just endless things that make common. There's another thing about how important the age of a doctor was because in that culture, it was perceived if he was an elderly man, he had a whole lifetime of experience, but wrapped up in that was the idea that his human intuition for healing would have grown that time. And then there's this, all the ideas about the apprentice that this senior would have taken on just all come from my from my point of view common sense valuable ideas uh wrapped up in these old old medicine types or medical practice types
2: well exactly And i mean it wasn't that many generations ago that we we had to default by default know how to fix ourselves when there wasn't transport and so on people used to have a really really good idea you know the most treasured thing for a pirate what was the medicine chest that was their most valuable thing that saved that before food because it was the answer and how many people these days know how to fix themselves really. And uh, you know, one of the things I've been trying to do is to put together a bunch of knowledge and a bunch, bunch of products where it's not too expensive, that it's accessible. And what happens if, I mean, I had a client uh, who got damaged and lost their hearing, right? Overnight, just bam, suddenly, suddenly, And in place of it was tinnitus. So, you know, what are you going to do if something sudden happens, and you know, you you really want to make sure you've got all the kit, you know, sticking blasters, a thermometer, all the things you might need in case of any any accident. And you know, if people are worried about uh, vaccinations, if they're worried about uh, you know the, the viruses and so on, then there are all sorts of steps you can take to make you essentially bulletproof you know i used to get a cold three times a year up until about 13 years ago i made one change which was adding vitamin d in winter never had a sniffle since you know and everybody really is just master what what sort of 10 or so basic products are and it's also interesting, I think, to understand why they're so effective. I mean, fulvic minerals, for instance. What is it? Well, it's basically mud. Fulvic minerals are basically uh, deposits um, from thirty million years ago, or or right, or or much more recently, where in the middle of the forest, all life has fallen to the forest floor and has now become the soil. It's going to be digested by the fungus and so on. It's and everything that's ever lived or died is there. So the fulvic minerals that that we've been talking about, they reckon are just over thirty million years old. That's when the deposit was formed, and then everything was bigger. You know, there were plants were uh, way larger physically. There are suppose many many times more species than there are now, and things presumably weren't polluted at that point. So why fulvic minerals work so well? You need such a tiny, teeny tiny amount. Is that they are everything? You know, there is every amino acid every trace element, everything is actually in there, be it in minute homeopathic amounts. But as always, there's always something about the whole, some synergy of the entire thing as nature intended it. And uh, I had somebody just, just today who said they'd taken just iodine and fulvic minerals and I was trying to remember what the result was. Uh, it was huge. Oh, yes, that's right. They had constipation all all their life. In one day, no, sorry, three days it, it, it went. Uh, iodine fulvic minerals, constipation over. All right?
0: 40 years. Among the things you've sent me, I prize the fulvic every day. And as a matter of fact, Clive, I'll add to what you're saying. I am convinced that if you have any kind of cysts and things like that, and I mentioned the kind of style like thing my wife had, that went away in three days. She'd had it for years. She was actually thinking about going to some doctor to get it dealt with in Lord knows what way. Three days, and I had like subcutaneous, benign cyst-like things, and I'm reasonably sure it was the fulvic that made all that go away. Uh, well, uh, iodine actually is well-known. For people who get cysts,
2: fibroids, often a uh, lack of iodine is ah, it's responsible. So it could be both. Wow I'm, I'm just looking at the notes from, from this morning. Uh, the other things that changed for her, uh, she said that she, cro- she was crying every day of her life. that stopped. Nausea and vomiting, that stopped. Oh yeah, and that, that she said she, said she smelt terrible that uh, her sweat smelt absolutely vile. And that ended, of course, that would have been because she was poisoning herself from the constipation. But it's it's they should be teaching this stuff at school because it's so easy to understand. You know, of course the soil should be a brilliant supplement in itself. You know, if I have no money at all, but I have a bucket and spade, I go into the mi- middle of the old growth forest, dig up some some soil, find some spring water and make that muddy solution and strain it through some cloth and i've got you know some some water with a, a load of minerals and everything you know it would be a good way just like if you took all the food waste you know from the vegetables and and the nuts and the seeds or what, whatever you, you you're eating uh, that, that's uh, grown like that uh, and you burnt it on the fire until it was ash or you you just burnt wood down to ash ash is a brilliant supplement for minerals absolutely brilliant
0: and, and natural
2: c60 right uh well that would be in the charcoal element of it but mm. just the pure ash alone uh, is a, an incredible multi-mineral and if you look at the ingredients of tinned cat food or dog food or you know ash is a very common ingredient because it is nutritious you know sucking on coal would be nutritious as many pregnant women have have realized Fulvic is not that far away from wood, not that far away from coal, if that makes sense. But the, char- the charcoal itself, the C60 charcoal, not activated, is a very powerful thing. I had a woman yesterday uh, who, who arrived to see me. In fact, the same woman. She complained of a stomach issue. Uh, I gave her six charcoal tablets to take, and about 10 or 15 minutes passed, and it was, oh, no, no, not, it's fine now. I think things should work quickly, particularly if you get the dose right. And then once you've found what the dose is, then you cut back. And if the symptoms come back, well, now you know what what you need to take. But one one wouldn't want to experience diarrhea really more more than once. Experiencing it once, if that hasn't happened to you recently, uh, can be a very good thing. The very first time I ever recommended that somebody did a bowel clear out, and I suggested saline musks, lots of water, and some clay, marillolite or bentonite clay. This woman said, "You never guess what came out so this morning. She said the next day, so a small piece of yellow Lego. And she she was in her late 20s and she, she reckoned she must have swallowed it at least 25 years back in the past. It stuck huh. all that time. So good, good clear every now and then might be worthwhile.
1: Well, that's how you clear out the pipes, huh? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, anyhow, guys, we, we got to wrap up hour one for, for this episode. Clive, why don't you very quickly uh, give out your web address? And again, under every episode, there is a Clive DeCarl link in the upper left under every episode on my website, crow77radio.com. Clive, please give your contact.
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, it is CliveDeCarl.com. So that's C L I V E D E C A R L E.com. And there is the shop there with some uh these basic products and there are a couple of incredible uh, offers going on on vitamin c it's all all good then you can learn about the secret health club where the stuff that i can't put on the website because we're not allowed to tell you the benefits of anything legally in england so we have this
0: thing called the secret health club where uh the secrets are revealed you you might say All right. Well, speaking of secret, when we come back in hour two, we're going to get into the so called codenamed Tesla device. Uh, When we get into hour two, we'll actually state the real name. It's ridiculous, the things that go on in this world. Um, How is it that a place like the AMA can be busy censoring people who just want to talk about healthy products? I mean, that's really per se, you couldn't even really call it medicine, could you? Almost goes to show you that if the food supply was good in any given area, The health, for the most part, would probably be good or decent in any given area. But anyhow, that brings our one of episode 299 to a close. Join us on the other side at Crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com, and we're going to get into all the things we can't in public anymore. The censorship is beyond, and I'm not kidding, I probably will be walking away from Twitter soon. What's the point to play that clown show of a game? Anyhow. I would like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era, and I hope to see you on the other side at crowtrop7radio.com. Cheers.